Tonight, the scripture reading is taken from Exodus chapter 15, verse 1 to 18. Exodus chapter 15, verse 1 to 18. Then Moses and the Israelites sing this song to the, uh, to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is greatly exalted, the horse and its rider. He has heard into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has heard into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the death like a stone. Your right hand, O God, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shuddered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you throw down those who oppress, op oppose you. You unleash your burning anger. It consumed them like stupor. By the blast of your nostril, the waters pulse up. The surging waters stood firm like a wall. The deep waters congeal in the heart of the sea. The, the enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils, I will gouge myself on them. I will, draw, I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sang like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O God? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, walking in wonder? You stretch out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. In your unfailing love, you will let the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nation will hear and tremble, anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chief of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them by the power of your arm. They will be as still as a stone until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you brought pass by. You will bring them and plant them on the mountains of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, you make for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, your hands establish. The Lord will reign forever and ever. This is the word of God. Let our heart be good soil to receive the message tonight will be preached by our by Pastor Vincent, Men of War. Thank you, Brother Menghong. And I remember recently I just um, I was invited to a brother's house for a lovely dinner, and we had a good time. We had a good conversations, and through all these um, you know dinner, and I just observed they had a good in, good interactions, especially the husband and the, and the wife. So intentionally, I asked them, um, this husband and this wife, tell me about your love story. Uh, why all of you have the good interactions? Tell me your love story. 
Now, the husband was so excited to tell the love story, and uh, the wife, the same. And though the story, the one was condensed versions and the other one was the expanded versions, but the whole point, the whole storytelling had only one purpose. And that purpose was to retell and to recall, to revisit the lovely and the sweet story. So when we look at this praise of Israel um, read by our brother Menhom, we all know this is, they are singing praise to the Almighty God. And that is the first national hymn for the Israelites. And through the scriptures, we all know that the atmosphere was joyful, lovely, and it's so sweet. They've all been sinking down, just want to praise God. But let us not forget that before they enjoyed the atmosphere of the um, joy and praise, we must not forget that the Israelites, they were all fearful on the assembled armies of the Egyptians. They were being chased by the armies. They were so afraid and to the end that they all blamed Moses. Now, according to the account of Moses, the number of people who came out of the Egypt, including women and the kids, we can estimate it could be in millions or even more than that. So picture that if you were on that scene, if you were with the Israelites, with the millions of the Israelites, you were standing among them, and I imagine that you would witness all this chaotic scene. And you probably will see people with nervous and patented face. They were so afraid. It was a very chaotic scene. And they began to complain that Moses, why were you dragging us into that, this kind of scene, chaotic scene? And Moses, why are you bringing us into this wilderness? Is it not that we have a good life in Egypt? Now I can tell you that their complaints will be a dozen of times louder than the firecrackers tonight. The sound, the complaints will pierce your ears and you will still hear all those complaints. Now why do the Israelites complain so much? What was the problem? They did not realize that God, the Almighty and the Sovereign God, brought them out of Egypt. They did not realize that God is the one who saved them from the hand of Pharaoh. In a way that they complained to Moses, it was better to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. In a way, they wanted to go back to the old days. And we can even say that they replaced God with something else. They replace God with all those painful suffering days. And rather than going toward the promised land, they just want to stay in the old ways. Now as a modern Christians, it's easy for all of us to blame the Israelites for not realizing who God is. But on the other hand, we must also realize that 
the exhortation that God gave to the Israelites was also an exhortation to all of us right now listening to the passage. He invites us to remember who he is. But all the while, we all must confess that human, we are the forgetful creatures. And we tend to forget that God is the all-surpassing existence. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about the problem of forgetting. Even though we would think that forgetting God is a bad thing, is probably a sin. And usually God uses some incidents to correct us, maybe to turn us back, to focus on Him again. However, forgetting God is more than just a simpler disobedience. It's the beginning of idolatry. A God made in our own image. A God we can easily obey. A God that with no high standard but with a low standard. Now trials and tribulations are often the best way to test our knowledge of God and also our relationship with God. The worst condition of the man is not that we all are in the worst conditions. The worst condition of man is that we lost the dependence of God. The temptation for us is that we study, for those who join the disciple course, and maybe some online course, we all know the doctrines of God most of the time. And likely, we might not forget the doctrines of God, the attributes of God, and the characters of God. Well, there is forgetting and there is forgetting. It's easy to think of God as the knowledge, of the object of knowledge. And it's another thing to believe and realize that our God is the all-surpassing subject of existence. It's one thing to know God and it's the other thing to believe God. These things are so easy to understand and even resonate with us. But the moment we lost focus of God, it's, it's the beginning of idolatrous worship. But whether it is us or the Israelites, the faithful God still reveal His name to our easy forgetfulness. So God revealed to us that we need a constant reminders of who He is. Our forgetfulness is an introduction to grace. And though we sometimes we take God's presence for granted and we forget we should we would be like uh, without Him. And God may wisely, temporarily, and partially hide His joy and presence from us just to remind us what it would be like without Him. But God did not stop His redemptive work. His saving work continued as we have heard from Brother Menkong. Though the Israelites were afraid, but God never stopped His work. 
But the most striking of these verses in, is in verse 3. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So if you have your Bible, hard copy Bible in your hand, you will notice that the Lord stated in the Bible is a small letter. It's a lower case. However, with these lower case, they, it has the sacred and comforting meaning. For those, for those of us who know the doctrines of God, the name Yahweh carries many mysteries. It always, has, it always has been the sovereign, the eternal, the self-sufficient, and the transcendence, all-sufficient God. But one of the most important teachings, meaning in the name Yahweh, is that He is the faithful, covenant-keeping God. And God revealed His covenant name to His people. Yahweh is the faithful God. And through the saving work at the Red Sea, the Israelites gain a new knowledge of who this Yahweh is. He is a man of war. He is a warrior. And because of his name, because of his covenant-keeping name, God fight for his people. God save the Israelites. In this in these verses, God was God is described as an all-powerful and a mighty warrior. The assembled army of the Egyptians were no match for his crushing power, his fiery anger, and his irresistible breath. And no wonder in verse 11, Moses said this, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you? Majesty in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders. And brothers and sisters, not only God is working in the era of the Israelites, but God is working today. He's still working today. He is also our warrior. And though we may forget the name of God, but God keeps reminding us of who He is and that He is the faithful covenant-keeping Yahweh. And this passage also foreshadows the coming of Christ Jesus um, to save his people, to save us. He came to the earth as a suffering servant and died on the cross. But the suffering servant was a man of war. And the enemy against whom Christ fought was dozens of times more dangerous, more powerful than Pharaoh. Christ fought death, Satan, and hell. And we all know that he has completely and gloriously conquered them through his death and resurrections. So Christ is the man of war. He continues to redeem his people from the power of sin. And I know a lady, there was a lady, she'd gone into a bad company from the age of 19. It all began with the wild overnight parties. Then to addiction, 
from smoking cigarettes to marijuana, heroin to opium. And so, while undertaking her lifestyle, and because of her addiction, she started working as a masseuse. And gradually, she became a dance hostess, guest relationship officer, and also a bar girl. And furthermore, in order to support her lifestyle and to become a drug dependent, she offered herself to become a street walker. Sadly, terribly, she had been she had been raped six or seven times in a row. And there was another group of rape by the other guy, and she was stunned by the roadside. Gone through three abortions, numbers of near-death experiences, but she but she became fearless, and she she's willing to try anything, just to become drug dependent, just to support her addiction. And one night, out of desperation, she looked up to the sky and cried out in her heart and asked them, "Is there a God? Where is the God?" Now, God must have heard his heard her cry because not long after that, she was brought into a、um, Christian's drug rehabilitation center. And though the discipline and the restrictions were Was so strict, and she was not used to it. But she managed to finish the course of one and a half year under Malaysia care. So when she came out from the house of faith, God has placed her in the burden to serve the women ex-prisoners, the sex workers, and drug-related problems. God opened door for her to serve in the various. Social work, social communities, and right now she is happily, joyfully married to a man, and she even established her own organization to help the people. And right now, whenever she walks by, and look up to the sky, and she no longer questions, "Is there a God?" And whenever she walks down the aisles, look at the look at the sky, she prays God. Remember how God saved her life, and my friends, Christ is the man of war. Right now, even today, He is still working. And brothers and sisters, this mighty warrior is our Savior. And I invite you to trust in the Savior, because only the Savior. And this man of war can save you. With man, this is impossible, but with God, that is possible. Now, God does not just show His marvelous saving work on the level of salvation. And in 2021, throughout the whole year, we have witnessed how God just accomplished many impossible things, and even sustained the church throughout the difficulties. And in these tough times, the church relies on this all-powerful warrior to break through any difficulties. God, the man of war. 
will still continue to fight for us in the coming year and always. And God invites us to remember Him as a, as a man of war. Now, what is interesting to me is that the means God appointed to us to, to remember what was important. As we all know that God established the Passover just to ask the Israelites to remember what God had done. And throughout the scriptures that we have listened just now, we also can remember God by singing hymns and praise. And these things are given to us just to remind, remind us them of who God is. And the neglect of them will not only help, the, help to accelerate towards the forgetfulness of God. So my dear brothers and sisters, recall and retell and praise of God, the man of war. As we revisit our stories in our life, recall and give thanks, give him the praise. Think about how God declares the victory over the enemies. Think about his name, his covenant-keeping name, the most faithful covenant-keeper of all the universe. And let us pray. And Almighty God, our man of war, day by day, season by season, we stand in awe of the mystery of your perfect ways. All we have need of, your hand will provide. You've always been faithful to us, and we can't remember one single regret of following you. All we have need of, your hand will provide. And thank you, our all-sufficiency, all-power God. And thank you, our men of war. And for we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>